Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm having coffee with Erica Rankin. Erica is a 26-year-old fitness advocate from a small town in Ontario, Canada. Wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, she became passionate about recreating her favorite treats and putting a healthy spin on them. She started to develop an interest in weightlifting and nutrition and was really drawn to the fitness community. As time went on, she became greatly interested in better for you foods and trying to lead a more plant-based lifestyle. She noticed there was a gap in the market for an improved version of a nostalgic treat, cookie dough. This led to the development of Brodo and she bridged that gap by creating a 100% vegan plant-based protein infused edible cookie dough that is lower in sugar and still delicious. She wanted to take this tree and transform it into something individuals can enjoy without sacrificing their health or fitness goals. Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit more about what's new in your world. So my name is Erica. I'm the founder and CEO of Brodo, which is a plant-based protein infused, better for you edible cookie dough. And right now I am in the trenches of trying to scale a CPG brand. And I've never done this before in my life. So <laughs> it's very difficult, um, but very exciting. How has that been for you? So yeah, it's been, it's been an experience for sure. Um, I'm learning a lot every single day. I'm like a sponge and I'm just absorbing as much knowledge as I possibly can. Um, yeah, like I, I'll give you a background about me, I guess. Um, I grew up in a super small town. Um, after graduating high school, I went to school for um, or psychology. I got my BA in psychology. I really enjoyed the program, um, but after graduating, I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I applied for so many jobs. I wanted to get into research. So I finally landed a job making minimum wage as a research assistant for about a year and a half, um, nine to five traditional cubicle desk job. Um, I guess I, I enjoyed it for the first few months. And then I just kind of felt that I had this inner fire that was extinguished essentially. and my contract came to an end and I wasn't sure if I really wanted to go on with it. So I decided to quit it. And I was living at home with my parents at the time in my early twenties, didn't know what to do with my life, felt kind of like a loser, essentially, um, had no purpose, no, um, nothing really to look forward to. So I was also working at a bakery and doing personal training as well on the side. So I ended up quitting those. And then I booked a trip, um, impulsively to Southeast Asia, to Thailand. So I embarked on that three month journey um, in late 2018 um, into 2019. And I was only supposed to stay for one month, but I ended up staying for over three months. I stayed for Christmas, I stayed for my birthday. My parents weren't too happy, but I was having the best time of my life. Um, and that's where I met so many entrepreneurs from all over the world, doing all different types of things um, with some with some education in business and some with none at all. And I guess that experience just opened my eyes to that lifestyle. And I realized that I'm capable of doing that too. So I guess after I got home, I sat down with myself and I brainstormed and I've always been really passionate about better for you foods. Like I love baking. I love taking something that's not very healthy and putting a healthier spin on it. Um, Cause I have a huge sweet tooth and it's 
you know, it's something that I love. Like I go to the grocery store and I love trying to find things that are healthier versions of my favorite snacks. So I saw a need for my product here in Canada and uh, that's how the product came about. And I guess I launched it in December of 2019, Charlie. Yeah. That is an incredible journey. I know how it is when you travel and you go on to these trips of, you're just like, oh, we'll see what happens. We'll extend the trip because I did that numerous times and I still do that on trips and it's a standing choke with my family. They're like, are you actually coming back on this date or are you going to change your flights again? And, but now it's more so like, I want to go back. I want to visit. But before it was like, I need to find myself and you to find, like you said, that purpose and what lights you up on the inside. And with your love of baking, have you always had this in the past or was that something that sort of that you fell into as you started to go on this self-discovery journey? So it's something that I discovered in, I guess, 2017, um, like right before I started prepping for a few bodybuilding competitions, um, because I competed in a couple shows in July and August, I believe, of 2018. Um, And for like a year and a half before that, I got really, really serious about my diet, my nutrition, the things I put in my body. Um, And again, like I have the biggest sweet tooth, like I love ice cream, I love cake, I love all of those things, and like cookie dough, and you know, um, And I couldn't eat them because they were high in sugar, high in carbs, high in fat. Um, If I did eat them, I could only have like, you know, a dime size at a time. So it wasn't worth it. So (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things where you're like, here's my push in today. It's like two bites of something. You're like, oh, this isn't going to satisfy the need at all. I know. I know. And I I could not do that. I was like, absolutely not. So um, yeah, I made an Instagram account and I just started, I guess, manipulating my favorite things. Like I made avocado chocolate pudding and like these birthday cake protein balls and protein ice cream and all of these different recipes. And I started getting a following and people would recreate them. And I had people message me asking if I would ever sell them. And at the time, I never really thought about it. Like I was so focused on um, my meals and prepping for the show. And that was on my mind. So I never even considered um, making a business out of it. So I guess um, all the pieces kind of came together after that trip. I realized like, wow, I could actually make this into something, right? Like I'm good at it and it's something people like. Um, so yeah, that's how it all kind of came about. Did you test out the products with family or friends before you decided to say, you know, I really like my cookie dough myself. I've shared it on Instagram. People are trying different things similar to it. Uh, Did you use like a select group as a test market before taking it to actual market? Yeah, so I did do that. Um, I, yeah, I played around with the recipe for a few months um, and I had like friends family, try it, give me feedback. I made a few adjustments. Um, and even customers, like as I, I guess, started to grow the business, like throughout the last 18 months, I did a couple tweaks on the formula and even like changing certain ingredients to like better quality ingredients as well has had a big impact, like on the taste and the quality of it. Um, and now as I start to scale the business, I'm revisiting that and like making final adjustments to make sure I have the best product before I really hit the ground work or hit, hit the ground running into retail. And how is that process going for somebody who doesn't know or isn't familiar with CPG or maybe they have something that they're looking to take to market? 
how is it going on this scaling venture of, you know, now you're looking at new ways of producing different things and higher quality ingredients or ingredients that are more readily available than something else? It's really scary. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I think it's scary for me because every single move that I make now is an expensive one versus before. Like it's different when you're making your own product, you're packaging, you're shipping, you have like, I guess, control over everything. Right. And I'm not investing a ton of money, but now like I'm taking on debt, I'm going to be scaling up. And instead of producing a couple hundred jars at a time, we're going to be doing thousands um, of cases. So I'll be using a co-packer. Um, and I think like the secret has just been to surround myself with people who have done it and they're knowledgeable in it and have mentors. And I started an accelerator program and it has other founders that are kind of at the same level as me. And we just help one another. Um, there's different workshops. If I ever have questions and I kind of just go in and I ask and there's like 10 people there to answer. So it's been really great. That's awesome that you can have that support system. Just be like, here's where I'm at. I'm really scared. I don't know, you know, should I sign this? Is this the right thing? Or do these numbers look right? And having somebody to bounce ideas off of is incredible. Yeah, it's honestly, it's like the secret sauce. Like you have to have it. And I think too, like I didn't really do that at the beginning of my journey. Like I didn't have a mentor like eight months into my company. Um, I didn't have a community. I didn't even use LinkedIn, honestly, until like late last summer. Um, and I didn't realize the power that it had, like having a community and people around you to help you and guide you and teach you. Um, it makes a world of difference for sure. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Erica, Erica has thousands of, I think it's like 15,000 connections now on LinkedIn, yeah. as well as a huge community on TikTok. And people are looking and hearing these things. I know I've been saying it as well. It's like, just put yourself out there. Just try, see what sticks and see what type of community you can build. What is your view on it, Ben? Yeah, just put yourself out there. Um, I was really scared, and like, especially with LinkedIn. I didn't know if there was like proper LinkedIn etiquette, I guess, because um, it's seen as a professional platform right so when I started putting more I guess like not professional stuff on there like it still is professional but it's more so personal too like I put TikToks on there and um like pictures and things kind of about my personal life too and yeah like it a lot of it resonates with a lot of people because I think it's something that isn't really on there um and yeah just yeah if I had one tip to give to anyone and be just be consistent and put yourself out there and yeah, like, what do you have to lose, right? I mean, what's the worst somebody's going to say? No, and they pass by your content. Or yeah. you never know, you're going to have another mentor in your circle or somebody else who can guide you or put your product into a retailer for you. Yeah, it's so true. And networking is so powerful. Like, that's how I found my mentors, basically, was through LinkedIn. Um, even like, yes, big successful founders who I was so intimidated by and have these like multi-million dollar companies. I literally reached out to them through LinkedIn and they had meetings with me. They took my call. So um, I think you have to try, like you, you can't win if you don't play, right? Um, and it can be discouraging to put yourself out there and kind of, I guess, not allow yourself. Um, cause I, that's what held me back for a really long time. I didn't message people cause I thought I was small. 
Um, I'm a small fish in a big pond and no one's going to give me the time of day. Like they're busy, but that's not the case at all. Cause they've been in your shows and they want to give back. Right. Like it's all part of it. So. And we all have experiences that we can share with others, no matter what steps that we are in, in our journeys. And it's so true. People want to help each other. That's human nature in and of itself is, okay, we've been here. We know how hard it can be at this point. Let's try to help somebody else out so they can jump over this hurdle a lot easier and, you know, not have to go through the same problems. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. There's, yeah, there, I wish I could have gone to someone um, like, yeah, a year ago and been like, oh, should I do this? And then just have someone say, no, don't do that instead of me doing it. And then me figuring out the hard way that like, I shouldn't have done it. Right. Like it just saves so much time and heartbreak and uh, expenses as well as money. Like, yeah. Can I ask you what one of those things was that if you turn back time and now looking back on it, what wouldn't you have done to sort of get you to the place that you are at today? So one thing that I goofed up on, I thought that I needed a warehouse for some reason in my head. Um, I thought that right off the bat, I needed this like external space to store product and stuff. So I had this massive overhead expense for the first, yeah, like I think seven months I had it um, and I didn't need it. Um, and I saw that after I like updated all my cash flow charts, I was literally not making any money. So I ended up getting rid of that and moving everything into my condo and it just, everything's here. I can afford it. I only have one overhead expense and it's my rent. So um, that makes the most sense. And the other thing that I wish that I did sooner was just network. Um, that's been, I guess, the most um, powerful thing that has helped me. Like I am a solopreneur. I don't have a team. I don't have a co-founder. Um, I live in the capital of Canada and all my friends work for the government. So they, they don't understand this life <laughs> and they're supportive, but they don't understand it. So, um, I think just like having people around you who understand what it's like is really important. And you need someone to, lean on on those hard days and kind of cheer you up and motivate you and push you because you can't really take a day off especially if it's just you who's running the business right so um some days you need you need your cheerleaders and that's what I wish I had sooner because yeah there were days when I didn't get out of bed when I was kind of alone and didn't feel like I had anyone really around me to help me so and that is so key and when you mentioned the government work it just brought to my mind I used to years ago work in state government and it was so true like you know what do you mean you can't go out you know I've got extra things to do you know like yeah, my work is still not done just because you can clock out at five o'clock yeah it's very true yeah um have you noticed it also impacts your social life in this mindset of where you want to go professionally and see your business go, grow and go to, has that shifted sort of like your social outlook and lifestyle? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I'm kind of a workaholic, like I feel guilty and I know it's not good. So you need to take days off 100%, but like I went to the beach not that long ago with my friends and I just, I couldn't sit there and do nothing. I had to go home and work. <laughs> it was a Saturday and I was, I was so antsy and I had so much to do and I just, I couldn't take the day off. Um, and I went home, but 
I think like it's hard for me because um, I'm trying to grow this business right now and like I'm trying to hustle and get it to market and once I'm in the market I think it'll be a little different but especially too the way that I operate like I pick and pack in my living room when I go and make the product in a kitchen and I'm kind of doing everything and wearing all the hats so um, I do work a lot and it definitely has impacted my social life but like key, the key thing is like taking one day off a week. I try to do that um, and just go for a drink or like go to a patio now that those are open here in Ontario because everything's been shut down for the past, like since November. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I'm trying to get into the habit of doing more things that aren't work related. Or even, you know, I used to be the same way. Like I was in event marketing and we would be working 70 plus hour weeks for six months straight. And you never knew when that next contract was coming in and people would be like, Oh, can you do this? And you're like, no, I'm still on a project or I got this. I've got this other side hustle that I'm working on right now. And it's so true. Like finding those pockets of time that you can take for yourself and have self-care, whether that's going outside and going for a walk or finding like an hour a pocket of time to go out with friends or maybe it's one step in this building block of it of maybe not taking a whole day at the beach but what if I spend three hours at the beach and I tell myself I'm spending three hours there and then you build up to that mentality of oh it's okay if I take a day off yeah it's so true and like honestly full transparency like I have a therapist and we're trying to work on boundaries because it's like I'm the person who will be like responding to work emails at like 11 at night. And there's just, it's, there's no need for that. Like, I think you can, you need to put your phone away or have like a cutoff time. Um, Cause I think as a, yeah, as an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you don't go into, like you have your work like at all times, right? 24 seven, like it's not like you're going into work and then you're going home and then you can just shut it off. Um, you kind of have to know when to stop, right? Um, Cause there's always work to do, so. Yes. And it's so key, especially when you're posting things online, you're like, oh, but this is the perfect time to post and it's going to be boosted in the algorithm and being able to step back and just be like, it's okay. <laughs> like I need my rest to <laughs> TikTok can rest for the moment. I don't have to respond to this right at this time. What's been one of the best things that's been happening for you in the past couple of months, you would say with your business? Um, like, I guess operational wise, like I found a co-packer and it took me like four months to find one. Um, cause yeah, it's being a startup and being small, people do not want to give you the time of day. Like you really, really have to convince them to believe in you and believe in your vision and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so just, I guess, putting all the pieces together to scale up and then just the community that I've like, I guess, started to build out, like TikTok has been insane. I'm yeah, like 80,000 plus followers in three months and um, constant messages and support from people that I don't even know from even all over the world that can't even buy my product and they're, they're rooting for me. So um, that's kind of one of the coolest things for me, I think keeps me going. For sure. And it gives you the goal of, you know, not only can my product impact people in Canada, but soon it can impact people worldwide. Because I know for a fact, myself and others here in the States are like, when can you ship here? When can you get it here? So hopefully very soon, but there is a community of support when we see other entrepreneurs 
and people in life going for their dreams, there's nothing greater. Like you see the joy. I see the joy on your face, just describing the products and that energy transfers and we're all rooting for you, Erica. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's the coolest thing. And it's, yeah, it makes me love this community so much. And even going to the grocery store now, when I go in, it's kind of such a surreal thing for me because like, I look at the shelves and I'm like, Oh, I know that person. And like, I go and I can buy their product and try it. And like, I send them pictures and I'm like, Oh my God, I love this. Like, this is amazing. You should be so proud of yourself. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. I love it. So now since most of your stuff that you do is being shipped by yourself, are you looking at getting into retailers as well coming up in Canada? Yeah. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, we're again, just trying to, I guess, um, execute things and get the co-packer in place and then have like a 3PL where I would basically just ship a few skids of product and then they would do all my online orders. And then we're going to launch into like independent, smaller um, retail stores as well. Hopefully we were going to do late summer, but the timeline just like it, the finish line keeps getting further and further away. So um, <laughs> probably early fall now. Ooh, that's super exciting because then you're right there for holiday shopping. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Holiday shopping and then everybody who still wants to eat well throughout the holidays and then people who want to jump on the bandwagon in January. Yeah. And like it's Christmas too. And I, I love the holidays because I tried to do like a fun seasonal cookie dough like last year. Um, for Christmas, I did a gingerbread cookie. And then for um, the fall, I did a pumpkin spice cookie dough, which people seem to love. So Ooh, first- that sounds delicious. Now that we're talking about the product itself, the bro dough cookie dough, what's your favorite flavor? My favorite flavor lately, I'm not a huge chocolate person, but the tuxedo brownie cream. So it's basically a cocoa infused, um, like a cookie, cookie dough, um, almost like a brownie batter. And then it has white chocolate chips and uh, chunks of like Oreo cookies in it. And it's really good. Um, and then the other one that I like is pinata because it just has everything in it. It's super sweet and has um, sprinkles, white chocolate, regular chocolate, Oreo cookies, um, these little rainbow chips. It has all of, all of the fun things. Ooh, and it's still healthy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's healthy, but it's definitely a better version of um, the cookie dough we all know and love, right? Oh, definitely. So I know when I make cookies when I was a kid and when I still make them now, everybody, you're always scooping out the cookie dough and in between batches of cookies being made and you're like, oh man, I can't eat too much of this or we're not going to have cookies actually made. Yeah, I know. I've been there and like my, uh, growing up, my neighbor's mom was a baker and um, between fondant, which is like the grossest thing ever, we would just eat it by the bucket, like just sit and eat it. And uh, cookie dough, like I remember eating so much cookie dough, I would get so sick um because I loved it so much and I wouldn't know when to stop right and you you're not supposed to eat it like it has raw eggs in it and you know (laughs) it's not good I had one of those similar moments I was doing cake decorating when I was little and I was using royal icing and my mom I remember this to the day she was like don't eat this your stomach's really going to hurt but it was super sweet 
And then I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. She's like, just decorate your cake. Like, don't, don't eat all the icing. That night it was like, there's, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) A bellyache. Yeah. Followed by the sugar crash, right? (laughs) Exactly. You're like, why in the world did I do this to myself? Definitely not. Do not dig into the royal icing. Listen to your parents on that one. So true. Yeah. (laughs) What would you tell somebody throughout this journey, Erica, and sort of as motivation to keep going and to keep taking the risks? You just have to stay focused. um, And yeah, like make sure you have reminders everywhere of why you're doing what you're doing. Like I have sticky notes all over my condo. I have um, messages written on my mirror, like on, on a whiteboard on my fridge. Um, just, yeah, as reminders, like what I want to do, what I want to achieve, when I want to achieve it by. Because um, I think it's really easy to get distracted and get discouraged because um, sometimes it feels like you're not really progressing or getting anywhere. But understand that Rome wasn't built in a day and you have to put in the work day by day and you'll get to where you want to go if you stay focused. So and there are going to be people that try to take you off that rail and um, distract you. And there's going to be people that don't believe in your vision or understand what you're doing. But no one knows your product or service like you do. Um, so keep going. Ooh, I love that. Like, keep on going, keep on trucking. You know it within yourself. And there will be naysayers along the way, but you just have to keep on going and keep trucking through. That yeah. is that is sound, sound advice, Erica. And have you had a community of support as we're talking about, I know you've had the incubator and so forth, but within your circle of family and friends, have they been super supportive of you on this journey over the last uh, two and a half years? So my parents have been supportive. Um, but at the beginning, they didn't really understand what I was doing, honestly. Like I remember I was sitting on my mom's carpet, brainstorming ideas. I had a note open on my phone and I knew that I wanted to do this product. I wanted to do a protein cookie dough, but I didn't know what I wanted to name it. So I had all these names and um, then I came up Brodo and then I told her the idea and she's like, I don't get it. <laughs> I didn't understand it. And she's like, protein cookie dough, like are people going to buy that? Like what? So she, didn't, she didn't understand it. My dad did not understand it either. I don't think he's even had the product, honestly. Um, but he he understands it now because we've been talking numbers and my dad's a business guy. So when I told him what my, um, like my MRR, my, my MRR is and my revenue, he's like, oh, really? And uh, he didn't believe me at first. So um, having that discussion, I think he understands now that this is a business and um, I'm building it and it's growing the way that we want it to um, up and to the right. So um, yeah, they're, they're supportive of me. I'm actually moving back to my dad's <laughs> in a few months um, just to save some money as I make this transition. And um, yeah, like kind of figure out what I'm going to be doing, where I'm going to be moving and how I'm going to grow the business. Um, yeah, so they've been supportive. Friends have been really supportive, um, even though sometimes they don't necessarily understand what I'm doing or why I'm trying to do it. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Ooh, that's amazing. And don't worry about moving back in with parents. Um, we've done it 
over the past year. And at first it was like, are we sure about this? But saving money and sort of bootstrapping and deciding where we actually wanna go and where money can be best spent has been by far the greatest blessing. And some of the conversations that come from it, you won't expect in the family time that even though you're super busy working, you will still have those moments with your parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And honestly, like I wasn't planning on this was a very last minute decision that I made. Um, I just moved to like I live in Ottawa. I moved here in 2019. Um, I haven't lived here that long. Um, and I really like the area. There's just not very many CPG founders here. Like I feel very alone. And Toronto is kind of where all of my my virtual friends are at and where my friends are that are in the same program as me. So I think it just makes the most sense to move back that way. Um, and then yeah, save the money on uh, rent and even groceries for a few months, which will be really nice. It will be just embrace it. I know sometimes people may judge you and be like, what are you doing? Are you sure about this? Um, but it's so worth it in the long run. And you'll look back on it and just be like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. Yeah. And I'm just trying to look at the bigger picture. Like it's not going to be forever. And like, I want to do what's best for the business, right? Like I'm always trying to think about what I want to do for the business. Cause I worked so hard to get it here today. And I know that that money could be spent other ways. And yeah, it's just the smartest move, I think. And there's so much more growth to come from it. Like this is only one part of the building block of where you're going with the product. And when you get there, you'll be like, I've made it. It's now at this point and then it'll continue to keep growing and, and growing. And who knows, we may even see you at some of these expo food festivals and things like that, where you're up against the brands that you see on the grocery store shelves and you're going, I am here right next to them and we're going places. Yeah. That's like the most exciting thing for me, honestly. Like when life resumes normalcy, I guess, or um, we start to have those trade shows. Cause that's something I was really looking forward to um, when I launched, like there's a big um, expo in Toronto and I had a booth booked and everything. And then COVID happened and, you know, like it kind of just canceled everyone's plans. Um, but like Expo West and all these other ones in the States too, like they're, they're again, like where opportunity is for you to meet all of your friends online, right? Like in the CPG world. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, it'll be so amazing once life gets back to normal. And it's amazing right now where things are growing and going for you. Erica, I know you mentioned that you were doing bodybuilding competitions and stuff in the past. Are you still fitness forward focused? Not as much as I used to be. Um, like I'll be, yeah, again, like I'm always, I'm transparent with everything. I'm an open book. I'm not hiding anything, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not doing it again. Um, it was a full-time job in itself. I, I'm glad I did it because I'm a very extreme person. And if I do something, I want to take it to um, the next level and really push myself and challenge myself. And um, I didn't have a social life for a year and a half. I didn't drink for a year and a half. I tracked all my food. I went to the gym for like 10 hours a week. Um, but it was rewarding to see that I achieved it and I put in the work and I knew I was capable of doing it. And those habits too, that discipline and those skills um, transferred over to my business life, which has really helped me. Um, so I've kind of applied it in different ways. 
Um, and I do love fitness and I used to regularly work out when the gyms were open, but they're not open. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I try to get outside and go on walks and, um, I, I actually tried to get back into CrossFit cause I did that a few years ago when I went traveling and I really liked it. Um, but again, Ontario, Canada has not been a good time with COVID and everything's been closed and open and closed. And I think the gyms will be opening in a month and a half or a month or so. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. So I, I think when I move, um, cause I'm moving at the end of July, once I get settled and, um, I guess kind of unpack and get things sorted, I'm going to try to get back in a regular routine. Cause that's one thing that I just haven't been good at is having, I guess, yeah, a, a balanced life with my personal and work. So I'm trying to really master that. One thing that's helped me is specifically in the morning where I carve out mostly I try to do it an hour, an hour in the morning where I'm not checking the phone first thing in the morning. Like I spend that time on myself. I'm having like water with lemon and then coffee and meditating and writing and just having that time to get focused and gain that clarity. Sometimes work thoughts will come from it or brands that I need to reach out to and so forth or people I need to reach out to on the podcast. But my mind is like totally focused on myself and just staying clear that once I actually hit the ground running on work stuff, it's like, oh, it's so much easier and I'm not feeling like I'm all over the place. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's honestly, I, I tried to do that and I, I was good for a while. Um, like I, I didn't check my phone. I had a journal, I journaled, um, and yeah, I just kind of fell off the bandwagon <laughs> and then it kind of just snowballed and um, I'm, I'm trying so hard to get back into it because it does make such a big difference in your day. Um, you just wake up and you shut things off and you are, I guess, mindful and you're with yourself, right? Um, versus you opening your eyes, checking your email, seeing like a bunch of things going wrong, like five seconds into waking up, right? And, you know? <laughs> you're typing emails and they make no sense and your words are like backwards and you're like mispronouncing or misspelling things. And that's literally what my life has been like lately. And it's just been like complete chaos. And then that chaos just kind of like follows throughout the day. Right. And you don't really take the time to just, you know, um, check in with yourself and ask if you're okay. And if you need anything, cause you're just constantly, um, I guess, yeah, in, in, in your work, um, and not really, giving yourself time to get what you need and give what you need, right? And I think always it's sort of this constant struggle. You know, some months, you know, it's going fantastic. And like you said, like you had that and then business starts picking up and it's like, okay, how do I add in 10 minutes here? It may not be an hour, but how do I add 10 minutes and see where it goes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, like, it's not, I, ha I have very black and white thinking and it's so bad and it's perfectionism and all of that too. Like you can't have that with a business. And um, I think like you said, like instead of taking a day at the beach, like three hours and just kind of doing what you need to and not necessarily doing all of the self-care things, but just fitting it in when you can, even if it's a little bit, right? Like it makes a difference. Yeah, I took, we were in Mexico, my boyfriend and I for a couple of weeks and you know, relaxing, seeing new places that we hadn't been. I was creating content on the road as well and so forth. And one day he was like, I just want to like chill at the hotel, 
chill at the beach and so forth. And I tried so hard. I was like, okay, I'm going to put the phone down. I'm not going to worry about stuff. And then made it until late afternoon. And I was like, okay, I know we said that we were going to eat on this side of town, but I really need to go adventure somewhere. My mind's rolling. I'm going stir crazy. Yeah. You know, either I'm taking out one of the hotel bikes and riding around the islands here in Cozumel, or we're going to have to go into town for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you just have to do it, you know. And you go with what you feel in the moment. Sometimes those moments will spur other creativity and other things that, you know, need to happen then to put you in contact with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like, yeah, for me too, like when I do, I guess my marketing and I make like, yeah, TikToks and stuff, like I try to taunt time block, like on like one mon- Monday morning and Wednesday morning. Um, but if those days come around and I don't really feel like doing it, um, maybe I like do something else or take a break or yeah, just swap it out with something different. Um, but then if I have scheduled um, rest days or days where I want to chill, but then I'm feeling creative and I want to do things and those days are kind of my um, creative um, content days. So just, yeah, like kind of listening and checking in with what you feel like doing, right? But then also taking care of yourself and taking those breaks. It's so key. It makes all of the difference. And especially when you're creating content, you can't just be like, ooh, look at this amazing coffee mug. Isn't it beautiful? You know, this coffee inside's delicious and the mug's not hot. It's not going to burn you, you know? When, when you're doing it for a cookie dough, it's like, it's healthy, it's delicious, and that's it. You have to add some spark to it and it takes more creativity to it than mindlessness. Yeah, and yeah, I have people ask me too and they're like, what's your strategy or what do you do? And I tell them like, don't make TikToks at the end of the day because you're going to be tired and it's going to come through too because it's kind of like acting, right? And like people are going to recognize that if you're not all there and you're not really putting in the energy and you kind of have to overact on TikToks to really get through to people. Um, So yeah, like doing content like first thing in the morning when you have energy and you got the creative juices flowing is like the ideal time to do it. Exactly. Has marketing always been one of your strong sets? Um, not necessarily. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of learned that I'm good at it <laughs> the past year and a half. Um, cause yeah, I just started, I never, yeah, with TikTok, I just started getting popular on that platform. Like, yeah, three months ago when my first video went viral, but it can be really discouraging when you're constantly putting out content and it's getting no engagement and no views and no likes and no comments. So I think the thing that's done really well for me is just showing up and continuing to put in the work and also like figuring out what my customers like and asking them what they like and what they want to see and then applying that to try to get more people who are interested in my product. And that advice right there, I've been in marketing for years. That is so key, especially when you have a product that you're able to tweak and can change things. And even if you are a service provider who is listening to this, you can adjust things as well. But taking that knowledge that your customers are saying, creating an experience for them, even if it's just watching one TikTok about Brodo, or you know, maybe they want to see some other flavor or 
XYZ, whatever it may be, just creating that connection. And once you have a connection to your audience and to your demographic, it makes all the difference. They'll buy whatever you put out. Yeah, I completely agree. And I could talk about marketing for hours because um, it's just, I love it. I, that's like the one part of my business that I really love and I really want to um, focus on and put my energy into and then have people take over the other areas where I'm not really strong at, like the operational side and the finances and all of that. Those are kind of my weak points. But yeah, like you said, it's kind of all about community and you have to like I, I use this term like cult, like you want to like have a little community slash cult, like who are loyal to your brand and who will choose your brand over your competitor's brand um, and give them a reason to. And every order that goes on my door, like I write a handwritten note um, to my customer with their name on it. And anyone who messages me or comments, like I try to respond back because there's nothing worse than you reaching out to someone and then you hearing crickets back, right? Um, it kind of feels like they don't care, especially if you're um putting something out there positive about their brand and they didn't even ask you to and you're not getting anything out of it so I just yeah showing people that you care and building out that community and even on TikTok like if someone does a product review then I actually feature them like on my page and then they get that exposure to all my followers and then um someone else might see that and then they'll want to go make a TikTok just to get the same exposure right um so yeah I think that's one thing that small businesses have over big corporations is that ability to build that really strong community. Hands down. Community yeah. is key. Create that content, whatever you're doing, service provider, have a business, have CPG products, you name it. Always treat your customers right. Respond to those messages, customer service, and create the community. Yeah. Because without them, you would not have anything. You would have no business. <laughs> exactly. Those Shopify sales are completely gone <laughs> without them. Without them at all. Erica, I could talk to you a lot over this from marketing to CPG and sort of the insights that you can give to others on this. One question that I always ask my guests on the show, what has been one of the biggest blessings for you over this past year? Yeah, um, honestly, just, yeah, just everything, I think, like, this year obviously was really challenging for everyone, and to be able to launch a business and have a business grow over a pandemic um, is crazy to me, um, and has challenged me in so many ways, um, but yeah, just to have people around me who support me and listen to me and be there for me has been, like, I wouldn't trade it for anything, honestly, and it's helped me get this far. So that for sure has, has been a blessing. Well, I'm so happy for you. And there is so much growth ahead for you. And I just can't wait to see it all happen for you. Where can people find more information out about you? Website, where can they buy the cookie dough if they're in Canada, um, social media, et cetera? So we're on TikTok and Instagram, Brodo Canada, and then you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Erica Rankin. Um, our website is brodo.ca, but we only sell within Canada right now. So um, working on the U.S., hopefully by 2022, um, we'll make that happen. Ooh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to put an order in. Once you guys are able to ship here, so excited for you. Wherever you are listening and watching to the 
this episode at today. You can find all ways to connect with Erica in the description, in the show notes, and reach out to her, follow her journey. If you're in Canada, go check out Brodo. It, I've heard it's so delicious, and I wish I could say so myself, um, <laughs> but it would probably melt on its way to Texas right now. Yeah, it probably would. <laughs> yeah, it's 100 degrees outside, yeah. so it wouldn't make it at all, and no matter how much dry ice is with it. Um, but thank you so much for joining me today, Erica. This has been a blast connecting with you, and like I said, sharing insights and love that you have for the product that you've created. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. For everybody who's watching this episode today, I just want to encourage you with this. Take the risk that is at hand, whether you're debating on doing it or not, the reward at the end of the day is always going to be worth it. And this has been another episode of Coffee with Bobby and today's guest, Erica Rankin. Thank you so much.